All right, everybody, we have another episode ready to rock and roll. I'm about to sit down with Alex from Vertica Pole Fitness Studio, and I'm super excited. She is kind of a rock star. I've been following her on Instagram for quite some time now and have been in the studio, and it is just a place of empowerment. Alex is a ball of energy and... A wonderful teacher and I cannot wait to sit down and hear the story of how this all came to be so let's do it please listen carefully give people like what's the rundown what do you guys do um yeah so at Vertica we um, we offer pole dancing classes so it's super um, new in a sense that like Windsor hasn't really seen it too, too much, but at the same time, uh, pole dancing has been around for a long time. So for us, it was like a really cool opportunity for us to bring something um, that kind of combined like women's fitness, but also um, just like a a space where you can feel empowered. So that's kind of how we work. Um, We're not really like uh, how you would expect to like go to a gym where you'd get some sort of like body assessment and then we'll tell you like how much weight are you going to lose or this, this and that. It's mainly about um, you come in to have fun and then you're also going to get a good workout from it as well. And then you can take it seriously or you can just kind of chill. And, and you know, if you want. Yeah. Cool. How long have you guys been open? Uh, so we've been open for three years. Um, our first location was open for a year and then we had to move in this kind of like really quick unexpected way and then we opened our second location okay what's the quick unexpected way well we were in a space on ottawa street and uh it was kind of weird because being like new business owners i guess we like really didn't um review our lease agreement as well as we should have i don't know because uh essentially we weren't given like a clause for us to like renew our lease so here we are like coming to the end of our first year and then we're like hey can we or do we need to sign anything saying that we want to stay because we were doing quite well at that point and then the owner who was also um like the there was a medical office in our building so he was also like the doctor from the medical office but he also owned the building so they let us know that they wanted to renovate our space oh so we didn't have any option it was like (laughs) okay well actually (laughs) yeah it was like actually you're supposed to be out in like 30 days (gasps) yeah so we had to like um you know like Talk to them a little bit about like, hey, that's not enough time. Yeah. We didn't Did really you, know. Like, shit your pants? Like what? A little bit. <laughs> like, so like does that we got an extra month, let's just okay. say. But okay. Not even enough time for anyone is two months to relocate to find something to that just is gonna find work. A location. Yeah. So how did that all unfold amongst, I'm sure, a load of stress? Well, um, I can honestly say that uh, my business partner, Kada, did a lot of the the site searching. Um I was really unsure how to go about the whole deal only because we got so comfortable in that space and kind of like envisioned ourselves getting to a spot where we were so busy that our it was just we needed to move. At this point, it was like we were getting to okay. being busy. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you got to move. Yeah, I don't know. It was so I have to say it went by so quickly that I'm not even sure I can really remember how... I felt other than just like chaotic. Yeah. Just chaotic. 
Yeah, pure chaos. Because I was also, like, um, Kata had just finished her, um, like, she finished, come, like, going to uh, university in Windsor, but originally um, did most of her degree in Waterloo. So she was just finishing, and I believe she might have been done at that time. But for me, I was in my second year of university, or third. Yeah, I was somewhere between my second or third year of university. For, so for me, it was, like... You know, I kind of got a routine going with my classes and then, the, the like, everything at the studio. So when that happened, everything just kind of went boom. Boom. Yeah. Mm. And then I was like, oh, God. Yeah. So, but your background at university is in business. Right. I would tell people what I would do. It would always be kind of like a hesitated, mm-hmm. uh-huh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Because almost everyone that knew me before especially going uh, like from grade school into high school, I was like, I had always been in musical, like the theater, I'd always done like the plays, I'd always been so into like um, my dance journey and I've been doing that for so long. I was always very animated. So I don't know, I guess a lot of my friends at that point were just like, yeah, uh, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, a year into my degree, I was just kind of like, uh, well, I guess I'm going to continue with this. Did you and did you gra- did you finish the degree? I just finished it. Oh, so like just as in recently, just as in like two months ago. <gasps> Congratulations! <laughs> That's so exciting. The funny though. thing is, it's not even like a for sure thing, and I know that sounds weird. It's because uh, the U Windsor, for some reason, they have this new software. Oh yeah, and My now that I went through it, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so it keeps telling me that I'm like 99% complete. And he I was did like, the same the, thing. What yeah. does this mean? Yeah, you did the same thing. So, so. as long as like, because I apparently everyone's been having some issues. So I'm yes. like, I don't care. I'm graduating. It's yeah, done. I'm done. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. On to the next thing. Yeah, that that was definitely a roller coaster for me. I I spent a lot of time trying to understand why I made the choice to go into business. Mm -hmm. And then along the way, it sort of started to make sense, especially because the studio happened. Well, I was going to say, like, did that not then relate to owning your own business? Like, how do you you feel it benefited you in the long run? I think I had trouble relating the material that I was learning um, to the real life stuff that was happening Mm -hmm. in the studio. Only because my experience at university and, you know, for anyone that's been to university, obviously a lot of it is like theoretical stuff. And I don't know, I found it hard to to put some of that into motion or to really kind of um, get what I, I don't know, what like I Like to apply it? Yeah, yeah, to apply it. My I really bro- just, it my, was weird. Yeah, my brother um, did the biz- his business program eight years after high school, so he did it couple years ago mm-hmm. and working for the family business he said always said the same thing as like the teachers that are teaching us are not business owners mm-hmm. and he's like I've been in business for eight years and I cannot apply very mm-hmm. much of what he was learning like in class to what we do every single day yeah he said there was like a big disconnect but you know there's also some stuff that did end up benefiting him in the long run but it was I've heard uh from multiple people in that program but yeah at the same time it's it's different for everyone depends what business type of business you're going right. into or if you're going into accounting or right. you know all the you know, extras so yeah I guess what I did to myself and I know that this is definitely something that I do um I, I feel like I kind of, um, at the beginning, I was really trying to just get involved because I wanted to try my best to feel like 
um, you know, this was a good decision. I was going to go and, you know, really try and make some connections with it and like make it a strong, you know, four years that I was going into it. Um, but over the course of time, and I think maybe more towards the end of my second year, um, yeah, I feel like I just started to kind of feel like I was having, um, you know, either some interests elsewhere, like I was having some trouble with it. Mm -hmm. So I started to kind of distance myself from it. I would only just go to class and then come home. And, you know, I, yeah. I don't know, I felt like I really like university, I felt was pretty tough. Yeah. Um, even though like I always considered myself to really enjoy school. And that's why mm -hmm. something like this was really like, I don't know, I kind of felt it kind of hurt a bit, yeah. but I didn't know how to, um, I don't know, like make a decision based on that. Like yeah. I just felt like, okay, well, I'm, this is what I'm doing. This now. is what, and that's what you're supposed to do. Right. You're supposed to go to school. Yeah. That's like what we're told we're supposed to do. Yeah. But you also had the business going on at the same time. So do you feel like you had, you had something else, right? Like you had not something else, but in addition to what you were doing at school, you had the business, you're invested there mm. and it's completely different than going to school when you're on your feet and being a teacher yeah. and a dancer and a, and a business owner. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's, that's where your dream lied. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. school was kind of like this draining thing that you kind of had to do or were expected to do. Kind of. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Um, especially because like when I first started, um, getting into the like teaching aspect of pole, cause to be honest, when I first, um, just discovered it and kind of started out with it, I really, um, I really just loved it for for what it did for me and how I was able to connect like my old experiences with dance and then just finding something that like I don't know it just made me feel like super super strong and confident mm -hmm. and all these things that I felt like I was lacking a bit as I was getting into university and then I became a teacher with it and that added such a like such more responsibility mm -hmm. onto like my journey with it that yeah, it was like all those things wrapped into one that the business school actually probably did help because it kept me like, I don't know, really organized on track <laughs> yep. and every, everything going because yep. I'm always the kind of person where I could just like, I don't know, if I could, my studio could run on like sunshine and rainbows, that would <laughs> be would. amazing. Be <laughs> I want to ask the one thing that people listening are probably asking is, how do you get into pole dancing and why? Which is a question I'm sure you have been asked a lot. Um, I'd say about a million times. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. To be honest, like for me, it was a couple different things that brought me to pull. I had saw it on the internet. Just like I, I've seen it. Um, I saw it over like a YouTube video that someone shared one time. And then I also think that I had just like somehow known about it but like really never saw myself doing it yeah yeah and then I don't know I was just at some point I was just like I want to try this so where, where can I try it? right I say where did you go yeah. so it was quite interesting because it happened all kind of at the same time I guess it was just good timing it was meant to be who knows there you go but um so I was going to a yoga studio right in the heart of Walkerville um but they did like Pilates and TRX and kickboxing they had a, a bunch of instructors there and they kind of had like this huge schedule um but one of the teachers there had done like a pole fitness program or um 
training program out somewhere, either I think somewhere in the GTA. Mm. And so she had a couple poles set up. And I think at that point was just trying to start something. Yeah. And so when I discovered, like, they had this little lawn sign that said, you know, now offering this and this and pole fitness. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's (laughs) happening. Sign me up. I'm going to try it. And I'm not going to lie. I remember my first class or two was so challenging. I don't know. (laughs) I remember being like, oh, I didn't think this was going to be as hard. (laughs) Are like you know, were you super fit at that time? Like because I, it's a, it's definitely a physical, it's a physical challenge. Yeah. I've done a pole foot class and yeah. I'm like, I can do certain things, but I'm like it would take time. It takes time to like get to build to certain, doing the you yeah. know the videos that that you guys post online. It definitely does, but at the same time, I'm try I'm honestly trying to remember how everything went about because I remember I started going to the gym very heavily. Um, and I want to say that was kind of when I was starting to gain more interest in pole. So I don't know if it was just something I kind of like felt that I needed to do mm-hmm. or like even just acknowledge that I was like, okay, well, maybe I would get further if I had, you know, some basic fitness background. And right. at that point I had done dance for a, a whole bunch of time, um, but then I also did a lot of yoga, but it was kind of something that I wasn't like super consistent with. Yeah. It was just always something I did because I loved the arts in general. Right. It was always right. kind of part of stuff that I was doing, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I never really liked the, the gym atmosphere, yeah. if I can be super honest. Like, yeah, for sure. It was really, it I was I think meh. a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. For sure. Because also society tells you that you're supposed to go to the gym. Yeah. And that's like one straight, narrow avenue. Right. And, like, by all means, if you fucking love it, awesome, yeah. go. Yeah. But, like, I even struggle with that is, like, I love being at the gym once I'm there, but I always struggle with getting, getting there. Getting there, yeah. And I've been doing hip-hop classes and yoga, yeah. and I have, like, zero struggle getting there. Getting there. It's, like, yeah. I am excited to go. Right. And I think that's what more people need is, like, find something you love to do. Right. And do that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, I definitely feel like the gym would be something that's supplemental to other things right. that I would want to do. Mm-hmm. It would never, yeah, it would always kind of be like, you wouldn't get the same feeling. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, a, a lot of people do, though. I say it's not for everyone. It right. just, like, depends on what you like to do. Absolutely. And you like to pole dance. Yes. <laughs> I so, really do. So you so you took the few ca- classes. What's the in-between from, like, doing those few classes yeah. and then opening a business? Okay. So that studio um, was pretty filled with uh, just a bunch of classes every day. Uh, So when I was first starting, essentially they were just offering a teacher training program. Oh, okay. And at that point, yeah. And at that point I was just kind of like, I really like this. This is something that I I might see myself, you know, continuing with. Mm -hmm. So I just said, let's go for it. So I did the teacher training program there. And that kind of started everything. And so I met my business partner in that program. Nice. She had already been um, a Pilates instructor. So she was already kind of getting into that field, already working, already doing all of that. Whereas for myself, it was just kind of like I did this as a hobby. It was just Mm -hmm. fun. And I was just like enjoying learning, kind of just still starting out. I had barely done... I want to say maybe about 10 classes, but I, I like I bought a pole for my basement, like my mom's basement. And then I just started, I guess, teaching myself for the most part. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I continued for a long time okay. um, as I was going through the teacher training because you needed a certain amount of hours, okay. like practice hours. Right. So, 
Yeah. And so, then what what basically happened is my partner and I are like, Kata and I, we just started talking about how much we really liked it. Mm-hmm. And we wished that we could teach more classes yeah. um, as we, you know, as we were starting. And so yeah. we were just so eager to teach more. And we just kept like having some, some powwow, some meetings, and we would just, you know, talk about what we would uh, like to do if we ever had, you know, a space. Um, you know, we also had a, a bunch of different ideas of how we could maybe try and grow the program out of that studio. Okay. Um, but it was, it was kind of small. Like we, we had some trouble finding time in the schedule to make things work. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it just eventually, uh, Kata called me one day and was like, hey, I, I kind of think I found a space that could work. <laughs> and she's like, do you want to go for it? And it probably took me about a week or two mm-hmm. to just be like, is this, you know, can, yeah, can I, do I feel mm-hmm. like this is something I, you know, I could do? And I was like, all right, let's do it. Were you scared? Um, I don't remember feeling like, I guess, scared. I know I was a bit nervous to to feel like I was the instructor that I knew that it would maybe take to mm-hmm. o- to have mm-hmm. a space. Yeah, I can honestly say that I'm not the kind of person to think super far ahead. I just kind of go with what's going on <laughs> right now. <laughs> I love it. I'm just kind of like, yep, yep. This sounds like fun. Yeah, worry about it later. Let's but, try. Yeah, yeah, let's try. And it kind of has been going along like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's how I do well handling things and then mm-hmm. having a business partner uh, you have to do a lot of compromising a lot mm-hmm. of figuring out um, what works for each other how to kind of like you know when you have your meetings how to stay productive but also making sure that like you're getting um, what each other needs right you know in order yep. to feel like you're ready to get back to work and yep. like go um, about like who has what strengths and all of that. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting process. Yeah, that's it's a not one that process, I've ever. Yeah, yeah. Something that I've taken the most out of from my experience with the studio so far. Yeah, is um, working with others so closely and being able to really like, um, I guess just just realize that even though you might have like this idea in your head of how things should go you can't be so solid on that you have to be willing to like be super flexible adaptable and all of that yes yeah yeah I always said I had like superman syndrome where I was like I wanted to do everything by myself I knew the best way to do it yeah and it's okay I got it yeah and then once you get in a situation where you like let that go and let people do what they're best at Mm -hmm. The results were tenfold yeah. what I, I was getting when I was trying to do everything myself because then you do everything half-assed because yeah. you're trying to do everything. Absolutely. So that I can definitely relate to that like hugely. Yeah, and for, for a little while, we didn't really have any staff. So okay. it was essentially her and I running the business but also teaching Okay. basically everything. Yeah. Yeah, so that part was, was interesting because yeah. we really loved the teaching aspect, um, but there were so many other things that needed to go on, mm-hmm. right? So we... Um, eventually got one more instructor. She was uh, essentially just taking classes with us the whole time. And we're like, you're ready. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. Um, And she was super nervous. So that was such a fun time, Um, you know, training someone that we're all kind of the same age. That was was a big thing, too. Like, we're all just young, new, uh, starting to figure out, like, how to present this new, you know, form of fitness, but also it's, like, sexy and dance and Mm -hmm. this and that, and we had to try and, like, package it and give it to one of our instructors and say, go for it. (laughs) Yeah, like, 
Well, I want to talk Do a little bit about, like, as you mentioned, like, it's a sexy, mm-hmm. you know, pole dancing in general. Yeah. It's got this stigma. Right. Or has had the stigma past because I feel like there's probably been much more of a transition since right. pole fit has become so popular. I want to talk a little bit about, like, the taboo mm-hmm. portion. What were people's reactions in your close circle yeah. when you started doing this? Mm-hmm. Because that was, you said too, that you guys started in 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's been a couple of years. Like, yeah. what were people's reactions and how did you handle that? Well, I'll be honest. I, I honestly think that a lot of the people that I knew in not just, like, a closer circle, but just kind of, like, in I don't know, maybe a larger circle. I had worked actually at several of the like the exotic clubs in Windsor. Okay. So I did like some waitressing there. Uh, I remember my first experience ever in my life was so I'd never even understood how I found myself there, but it was it was actually hilarious and I I enjoyed it. So my uh, good friend of mine at the time, she's like, "Hey, I have this interview to be a shooter girl. <laughs> okay? Can you come with me?" Never before in my life have I been into one of these places. Mm-hmm. So I I go with her. Yeah. And so I'm just basically like... Are you there as support or you're there as... I was there as support, interview. actually. Okay. No, I was like, I was like, you go, girl. I like, yeah. get that. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. Let's do this. I'll just, you know, hang out with you. And um, when they want to talk to you, I'll just sit there and right. enjoy whatever's going on. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I... I want to say that they did it on purpose, but they invited her for the interview the same night that it was an amateur night. Mm. I there's <laughs> definitely no way that that was not a coincidence. Like that yeah. that was not planned. In my opinion, now that I look back at right. it, I'm like, right. it happened for a reason. Yeah, that's good business business planning. <laughs> so who, of course, do they talk into getting? to be part of the amateur contest. Not her, the one who was being interviewed for a shooter girl position. Myself, who was just sitting there like, hey, okay. (laughs) I don't know. I guess for some reason, uh, I was just filled with curiosity. Yeah. Um, I guess when I was little, growing up and doing dance and always being a part of just, I don't know, I, being on stage for me was something I had always been comfortable with. Mm. So to be asked to do something like this or just like someone was like, hey, just do it. Yeah. I didn't really even think twice, but I was like, no. yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because in my opinion, I didn't really even, I, I wasn't concerned about what anyone, like even if anyone found out that I did it, like I right. was, I didn't care. Right. I kind of was like, this is fun. Um, or this is like, this might feel freeing or right. whatever, whatever was going to come out with it. Yeah. And like I said, I'm just going to kind of go. I'm, I'm kind of a yes man sometimes. Yep. Like sometimes when people are just present things to me, I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is what happened. That's how that night came about. Um, I, I never went in with any t- intentions of like, um, I don't know. I think a lot of people struggle with the idea of understanding, like, what exactly a strip club is. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I do see how if it's only talked about in a certain way, how is anyone going to, I guess, have any other opinion about it? Right. And, like, my experience with that. So basically, I guess to, to... 
finish this story, yeah. I ended up working there okay. <laughs> for like a small amount of time. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, uh, there was some really crazy times, some really fun times, some really not so, like you get to see a part of uh, your city that maybe, um, maybe you weren't ready for, yeah. or like I, I got to see, like I, I met a lot of people um, that, you know, I guess I probably would have never met in any other situation, maybe. Right, right. Um, but I also, like, had a lot of, um, yeah, encounters with with people that maybe, um, maybe weren't good for me. And then some maybe that helped shape who I am mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tried to keep my head, you know, above water with it and tried not to let um, some of the negativity in those, like, in an environment like that get to me. But I think the biggest thing of all of it was allowing myself to say, this is what I'm doing now. Um, However I feel about it, like, however I'm going to feel about it is how I'm going to feel about it. Mm -hmm. And um, the opinions of others are just, that's all they are. And they can't really, you know, you can't do anything about it. But um, did you struggle getting to a point? Of, of feeling that way what like has it has it taken that experience to like put you in a position to say like other people's opinions are other people's opinions did you have the experience of caring and of worrying see when I was when I was fully into it I didn't even think about it no I was just I was just having my time yeah um but afterwards I think afterwards was the tough part because I had to sit and decide how I felt about myself, if I felt any differently, mm-hmm. um, if I felt like I had grown, if I felt like I had done something that, you know, in essence was going to build me like into, you know, a, a stronger person, a new person, whatever. Right. Um, I think the aftermath of it was the harder part. Um, Why? What, what? What? Was there certain events that happened or was um, it a mental process? I think a lot of it was like some of it was family stuff because like, okay. of course, after a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. like, you know, you would see some people and be like, hey, <laughs> like, I, I know your family. You know, and <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, I know you do. Yeah. And then there was also um, the OK, so it was it was a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And. Getting back into the regular, uh, uh, normal jobs, yeah. part-time jobs, or I was still in school, so I wasn't looking for like a, a starting of a career yet. Right. So getting back into that was tough <laughs> because um, when you're when you're doing that, you kind of make your own hours. You kind of do whatever you want. Right. right. Um, there's a sense of like, uh, you guys need me more than. So there's that. Um, so checking in with yourself a little yeah, bit yeah. was, was uh, an adjustment period. Um, but then it was just deciding, like, who I was, like, how I was going to see myself moving past that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if I was just going to let it be a part of my life that I don't really talk about. Mm-hmm. Or if I was going to let it be something that, like, I was open about and like may it made me stronger and I'm going to share with other people. And I don't really think I've talked about it too much. And I always thought that I would during Mm -hmm. like 
when we first started our studio during interviews because it kind of felt like whoever was interviewing us uh, kind of wanted... They wanted to know. They wanted to know, and they yeah. wanted to get that out of me. Yeah. And I would just kind of be like, I, you know, I would still tell the truth. I still... Everything that I've said, everything that we always talked about, I did dance growing up. Mm -hmm. I loved, like, movement. I loved anything. Like, I wanted to be a performer since I was young. Mm -hmm. But then as I got into, like, I finished high school, had kind of, like, this weird falling out with some of my friends, got into uh, university, and just felt like something was missing. Mm -hmm. And so after I discovered pole... It was just something that like made me feel so good. Mm -hmm. It was so challenging that I just like wanted to work at it every day. But then there is such this like beautiful grace and dance element to it that like just connected. Mm -hmm. I just loved it so much. I was like, mm -hmm. this fills me up. Yeah. And then so I guess at that point it was like because I was doing something like pole fitness that of course was associated with that, it got kind of tied into what I had like anyone that knew that I was, you know, an exotic dancer for a short amount of time. Um, it kind of felt like all of that got maybe packaged into something that, you know, people would either make judgments about it and maybe not come into the studio mm -hmm. thinking it was like, you know, we would get questions like, is this a right. school for strippers? Right. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And we're like, yeah, if they want to come in, they're welcome to. Yeah. 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 But um do you get those questions a lot, even even now that you guys have been in business for quite a few years? You know what? I honestly feel like we haven't gotten them in a long time. The first year or two? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All the time. And it was yeah. funny because when our when we first opened our, like our first location, it was directly across the street from uh, a bar. So it was Rockhead on, yep. uh, I know exactly on Ottawa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, at that point, we would get some people that, you know, I've been drinking for a little bit. Right. They you were, guys like, got big bay windows, over, right? Yeah. yeah. walks on over and like, <laughs> what is this? Or like, can I watch? Or like, yeah. are we allowed to watch? <laughs> you know, and then it was just interesting. Um, but the experience there was great because we got to explore what we were doing in a small space that had, um, you know, the risks weren't very high. The mm -hmm. rent was um, very, very reasonable. Um, the space was limited. Like, we were very, like... One of the poles I remember was so close to the one wall that we wouldn't be like allowed to do certain things because right. you would just kick the, the wall. The wall. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was super fun. We we had so many, like everyone that's come into our studio has. I really value everyone having such an open mind about mm -hmm. it that truly like took it seriously, mm -hmm. or even just decided that they were going to allow themselves. To, to think of it more than yeah. just like, I'm just going to go do this class. They're going to teach us some sexy moves. But like, and then, but they would separate themselves yeah. from it. Like they just chose to like kind of dive right in. Mm -hmm. And um, the group that we've had that has kind of like stuck with us right from the beginning, uh, we have some pretty, like they, they do some pretty incredible things with the city and everything. Um, we have this one girl, she's been uh, with us for maybe like two years, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. And um she just started her own like vegan catering and she's doing so well with it. It just makes us so happy. And now she um, like she's able to do like a pickup location yep. at our space and um, it's working out so well for her. She's doing really good. Yes. I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie. Hi, Mackenzie. Hi, Mackenzie. Um, that's so awesome. That is yeah. so exciting. And you can see as you follow like your guys' in Instagram and seeing the girls and you can see regular faces. I've been in classes where I see the girls that I see from Instagram and it is it's it's a beautiful little community. Mm -hmm. And I, it really does when you're in your space, it it's empowering. Yeah. It is like you're 
it, and then coming from someone who is like kind of a little bit of a tomboy, I don't um, often feel sexy. And when you're in a space like that, where like it's okay to do that, mm-hmm. like outwardly and and project that, it's very um, it's warming. It's warm yeah. is how I would describe it. And I think I've I've been you guys place I think three or four times just over mm-hmm. the years. Um, if we're, you guys did like a slumber party one night oh, yeah. and then I had like f- just friends ho- doing events and whatnot. Um, they're doing their parties or whatever it was for. So I've been in and out of the studio a couple of times. Um, but I'm always like, I don't have enough upper body strength to do this. That's why I always get my mind blocked around. Cause is that something that you hear a lot? Um, pretty much all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that people will see either images or videos of pole and it just looks like it's so concentrated. Um, like basically like you're lifting yourself and yeah. or like that's kind of what it seems like that's what we're doing the whole time and the truth is like we are for mm-hmm. sure you are um, but at the end of the day it'll build and like the more consistently you do anything um, you are gonna like you will be able to do it, it like it, it takes different people a different amount of time mm-hmm. it's definitely like your commitment level to it just like anything and I think anyone could tell you that for any discipline right like um even with yoga too it's really just I mean I I believe fully that pull could like your experience with it um I love yoga so much that I try and incorporate just how I felt throughout my practice and my experience mm-hmm. that you're able with pole to enjoy it every single step of the way. So yes, you're not lifting your whole body weight the first time you come in. Okay, but you know what you did? You managed to do like a headstand with the pole and that was amazing. Or you managed to do like a spin and it felt great Mm because you had never experienced that before. And I think that all of those little things are like they, they mean everything because your your journey or like you know every little step forward with it makes makes it and mm-hmm. instead of like you know wanting to get to a certain level or thinking that you might get to a certain level right away I don't know I think we do that a lot though it's like unrealistic yeah. thinking or like we we put that like end goal in our head but not really realizing the work it takes or like how yeah. much time you yeah. know and I've been doing it for almost five years now and for me I still feel like I have so much more so far to go mm-hmm. and I love that what has your relationship been like um with failure like in in not being able to do something or maybe not even something in the studio but failure in general um because I think it's something that universally everyone deals with, whether mm-hmm. they're doing pole, whether they're running a business, whether they are hosting a podcast, whatever you're doing, you're going to hit failure at some point. Yep. Do you manage failure well? Does it take you down? Do you look at it as a, as a challenge? I felt like I, – I feel like failure comes um, in so many different ways – because some things hurt you more, mm-hmm. and so they feel more like failure. And some things, like, other people might think or other people would say, that looks like a failure. And so I, I think that it it's different maybe just how you look at it mm-hmm. because we once got, like, a really negative review. Mm-hmm. And do you think, like, would you say that's a failure? Mm-hmm. 
in my heart, I kind of felt like, kind of, yeah. I was like, shit, you know, yeah. like, that's, you know, and then so I tried to attack it like head on and just um, sent that person a message said, you know, like if you, I, I would love for your experience at our space um, to have been a positive one, you know, if there's anything I can do, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it kind of ended up being something um, where someone just felt a certain way and it was yeah, I'm not even sure if it was really based on like what we did. It was just kind of like how they felt. How they internalized. Yeah, kind of. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that and right. getting past yeah. that um, took a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. But also it was like just like anything with failure, it was a huge lesson because then we were able to say, you know what? Um, we need to maybe take a step back on focusing on how we you know, maybe go about this during our classes mm -hmm. and really just bring up the energy a little bit. And mm -hmm. maybe that is going to make all the difference. Right. So in in any case, something like that, like a negative review um, was super helpful. Right. So that was like a failure, but not quite. Yeah. Yeah. But then like um, some financial stuff feels mm -hmm. like failures, right? When you can't seem to get... Um, that in order yeah even like i could just say with me personally there's been like times in my life where i'm just like damn i cannot get ahead of bills or what i'm you know right. these things that i'm like i i need to invest in or i'm working towards mm -hmm. um but then with the business it just kind of seems like if you're not if you don't have like a strong financial background you definitely need help right and then it's like okay so do you now pay someone to yeah. help do you, Where, yeah. how do you go what do you do do yeah. you look at software programs that help manage it for you mm -hmm. um so that kind of just felt like a big question mark yeah and it so in a sense it felt like we had failed at planning either planning to have someone that was competent in it and like that right, would right. that would be our yep. strong financial backbone um but we just kind of, like I had said before, we kind of just talked about what our strengths are. And my business partner said, you know, I, I feel like I have some strengths in just keeping everything organized, being able to like, you know, follow through with things. I think I could, you know, I could do it. Yeah. I think we can, you know, we can try and make this work. And so I said, okay. And then we just kind of uh, like took the necessary steps to make sure we understood how, you know, to file our taxes <laughs> and everything that like, you know, before that time. Should teach us in high school yeah. instead of physics or well, people need physics, I guess. <laughs> but you know, Pythagorean theorem or whatever. Exactly. I'm not a math person. <laughs> and like, but, it was just, yeah, like up until that point, I kind of just, I don't know. It's not like I didn't take it seriously, but it was never something that I, you know, that I, that I really would think that would just be like a day to day, like we got to yeah, figure you, it out. Yeah. You got to be on top of it. And yeah. I think that's a big thing that like, and there are a ton of local businesses opening up. And I think that's some, something that gets in the way of a, of a lot of businesses because you have a great idea and that's the sole focus is I have this great idea. I'm going to make it work. Right. And then not realizing like the tiered system of like all the things you have to do yeah. in order for that to work. Yeah. It's not just going to work. Then let's talk a little bit about your personal journey. Okay. Because I do follow you on Instagram. Okay. So I do know that you do yoga. I feel like I never talk about it because it's like because of the studio, I'm always, yeah, yep. together with it. Yep. And, you know, I've done that to myself as well because yep. I pretty much like in terms of everything that I do on social media, um, 
I have to say is essentially for the studio. Mm -hmm. I had I had deleted my Facebook page for <laughs> a, maybe two years. Wow, good for you. I don't know if I got through <laughs> the entire two years. You know how you can kind of like yep. deactivate dabble, it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. But for a long period of time, I was like, I really don't need this in my life. Yeah. I could care less. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a certain part of business that just doesn't seem to be able to happen without having a Facebook page. Yep. And so I was like, okay, all right, I'll have a business Facebook page. Yeah. That'll be enough. Yeah. Then I'm like, all right, fine. I'll have my personal page again. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yep. And then now I have one for um, any of like just the performance stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. Because about two years ago, I joined a team uh, from Detroit. Oh yeah, all this cool stuff that I uh, yeah, okay, continue, sorry. It's been it's been so cool. Um like I'm private about it, but at the same time I'm like, you know, this is building my resume of mm -hmm. things that I I'm doing, so I still, you know, promote as much as I can and all yeah. that. But basically, um there's this one girl that I I knew through I don't even know. I think I just had her either on Facebook or Instagram. And so I, I started following her on Snapchat for a very brief period of time. Mm -hmm. And because this is basically where she does all of what she was doing, all of her snaps of different events that she was at. Okay. So her name on there, and I love you, Marissa, if, if you even listen to this. <laughs> but anyways, so she's my, she's so hilarious. Um, so basically she had Mar Marissa just wants to dance. Okay. And that was her Snapchat name for, I want to say maybe a year. Okay. And even just that just made me super happy because it just basically like hit me right in the heart. And I was just like, I feel the same way yeah. about my life. Yeah. If I could just dance through every day, I'd probably do it mm -hmm. and not have too many cares. But um, yeah, so she made a post on Facebook and said that they were hiring go-go dancers. Okay. And for whatever reason, I was like, sign me up. It's happening. <laughs> Are you saying yes, yes again? Man. Yes, yes. All the yes, it yeah. happened. And uh, it's probably been one of the best decisions I've made in a little bit because um, it's just been like, it's so freeing. It's so fun. We basically just have these super fun outfits. Um, and I mean, sometimes it's kind of like, uh, depending on the event, sometimes you feel either kind of like weird because you're dancing but no one else is dancing <laughs> or we do like these uh these sometimes we've done a couple music festivals and that's always just a riot yeah um and then other times we'll just get booked for uh these different like I don't know, like corporate events or whatever, and we'll just kind of be like roaming characters and stuff and cool. it's yeah it's super that's fun so cool yeah and I just it just it put me out of my comfort zone a lot because, um, I don't know, I never really kind of felt like I was a good, like, freestyle dancer because okay. you're essentially just standing there right. and just moving. Right. Because I feel like that would be a natural course of action for you, but you feel like it was out of your comfort zone. I felt like it was natural to a certain extent, okay. and then past that, it was just kind of like... Um, because you always have like very limited space. Maybe you're just standing on a box, right? <laughs> and you're right. just like, "What am I doing with yeah, my arms?" Yeah. Um, but no, it's been super fun because, um, yeah, it's been a style that like I've just kind of um, was thrown into and just kind of learned uh, as I go. But yeah, um, to be able to meet uh, the the women that are on this team, mm -hmm. so many of them are pursuing their 
paths in in performance arts and it's been really really amazing to see or to be a part of all of their journeys it's just so different than like let's say performing ballet or performing tap dancing (laughs) because i gravitated towards tap dancing okay which was really like lower body focused Mm -hmm. Um, so I always kind of felt like when I would move, I would always kind of feel a little bit awkward in my upper body. But go-go dancing is literally all your arms. It's right. all your upper body. It's all how you carry yourself. And so, yeah, it's it's been so awesome because it's, it's just so different and it's super fun. What kind of advice would you give to someone, whether they're on the stage go-go dancing or uh, at home or wherever they may be in terms of self-criticism? And, like, how do we get past that? Hmm. I think that self-criticism can be... Because we're all our own worst critics, right? We Absolutely. always say that that's something, that, you know, that's inevitable. Right. I guess, like, I always think that we're going to do it. It's just how we allow ourselves to maybe like once we've kind of, uh, I don't know, we do our own self-assessments all the time. And Mm -hmm. after we've, you know, thought about if we say, okay, well, you know, I've allowed myself to have that thought. Yep. And now the next one is, can I like, can I be okay with that? And can I just keep going? Mm Because I know that Whatever that, you know, criticism is, I'm going to let it, you know, either make me a better performer, a mm-hmm. be- like a stronger person, mm-hmm. um, one that has, you know, more to offer. Like, how can I let those maybe like you think that they're weaknesses or you think that they're um, imperfections? How do I let that make me, you know, shine even even more? Yeah, because um, realistically, perfection doesn't mean anything, really. It, yeah. It's it's completely useless yeah, you want is. you want to have those differences you want to be as different as possible especially I mean with art in general people gravitate towards something that they've never seen before mm-hmm. people will gravitate towards things that you know feel so like fresh and out of the box and new and and so especially with dancing or anything movement based it seems like it has to be so technical mm-hmm. That it has to be like when you're learning, things are going to be structured for sure because there's always a certain way to do one style of movement or this or that. Right. Um, but really, like bringing your own, like your heart into it mm. and allowing yourself to like make a lot of mistakes or like, I guess not even, you know, having them feel like mistakes, but just kind of like exploring your like your extremes, like how can you go this far in one direction and then you'll hit a, you know, a wall there and you're like, okay, I'm going to do a little pivot and then I'm going to go this way. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so cool to just be able to continue that mm-hmm. and not feel like you've either like plateaued or you've, uh, you know, right. hit a certain point where there's, well, that's it. Yeah. You know, it's being okay in those moments. It's yeah. Like hitting the wall and be like, mm, well, that's all right. We'll go yeah. back this way and figuring it out and just flowing yeah I feel like that's a word that it just keeps coming up (laughs) yeah just going with the flow just going with the flow absolutely well you kind of you basically kind of just described what a lemon soul is as as you were saying about like feeling the self-criticism or like the mistake or the error or the darkness or the pain or whatever you're going through and like 
feeling it, being okay with it, and then being like, okay, but where do we go from here? Yeah. And like making that that relation to the next step. Yeah. So you're on the Lemon Soul podcast, hey. so that's just inevitable. So Sour Seed, just random questions. They're, they've got no right or wrong answer. They're just so people can like get to know you and like learn a little bit more about you. Okay, ready? Okay. Favorite local restaurant? Mm. Um, <laughs> shit. I love sushi, so I really like Kona, but uh, uh, I really just like this new place called Nooch. Um, mm, but it's so like so good. Yeah, so good. I love both those places. They're super good. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> Go check out both those places because yes. they're phenomenal. What is your favorite flavor of kombucha? Um, I or am brand. All, I'm all for ginger. I just I really have this thing with ginger. I'm obsessed because it's like. Um, yeah, the the taste of it is so bold. Yes, it is. But it just feels so refreshing <laughs> and like I'm cleansing. If you were on a deserted island, what is one thing that you would have to bring with you? I feel like I have to say a pole. <laughs> <laughs> would it be the one thing? I think the so. Pole, keep you happy? I think so. Because I mean, I'd, I'd find my way to get, I don't know, to feed myself. Yeah. But, I need... but we need a pole. <laughs> we need a pole. What is your favorite genre of dance um, or style? What's your favorite style of dance? Anything. Like, I love street dance, mm-hmm. so I am completely obsessed and um, totally into break dancing. There'd be a time in my life where I think I'm going to actually make the, the step and attempt it, but uh, it's so crazy. Oh, my God, I support that so much. Everything uh, about it is just absolutely insane. Um, I mean, like, I can do a headstand, but to spin on my head is... Next level. Next, <laughs> next level. level. All right, awesome. We have completed another episode. Oh, my God. I just want you to tell the people where they can find you online, offline, where the studio is at, all that good stuff. All right. Um, so, yeah, we we love our Instagram pages. That's definitely where we do uh, most of our our posting. So um, the studio page is Vertica Pole Fit. And then mine is um, Elixia. So it's E-L-I-X dot I-A. And of course, that's uh, an Instagram handle. And then, uh, yeah, we also have a Facebook page for the studio. So that's just Vertica Pole Fitness Studio. And our website, I believe, is just linked right on that. Um, For myself, like I said, I use Facebook, kind of. But I have, uh, I have a performance page, so if you want to like that, um, I do a lot of just uh, promoting for some of the really cool events in Detroit. So, you know, if anyone likes to get over to the States sometimes, yeah. we do some pretty fun events. Yeah. Awesome. We yeah. nailed it. We did it. Woohoo! Done. Ugh. Podcast over. We can relax. I'm going to think about this all evening. <laughs> Everyone does. And that will do it for another episode on the Lemon Soul podcast. I am uh, super appreciative of Alex and her vulnerability today, Um, just sitting down and getting honest and being authentic and really just rad. Um, If you haven't checked out Vertica Pole Fitness yet, you need to. If this episode hasn't convinced you, let me tell you right now, it's so much fun. Go give it a try. Um, and we will see you next time.